Al Jazeera podcast. A subdued Christmas in Bethlehem. Festivities are muted this year in the occupied territories as Israel's war on Gaza rages, with Palestinian Christians saying they too are being targeted. So what message does this show of unity by Palestinians convey? I'm Dereen Abogeda. You're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Let's now bring in our guest. Joining us from Bethlehem in the occupied West Bank is Riham Jafari, who's Action Aid Palestine Communications and Advocacy Coordinator. In Rotterdam, the Netherlands, is Frank Bozeman, who's an Associate Professor of Cultural Theology at the Tilburg School of Catholic Theology. And from the old city in occupied East Jerusalem, we're joined by Samuel Youssef. He's the CEO of the Latin Patriarchates of Jerusalem. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, good to be with you on Inside Story. Samuel Youssef in occupied East Jerusalem. Tell us how you're observing Christmas. I think uh, in a very sad way, I must admit, uh, Christmas this year is uh, very muted, uh, given all the the uh, restrictions uh, on travel, uh, given the lack of tourism, uh, given the continued uh, uh, conflict in Gaza, and of course, the lack of any movement uh, on the West Bank. So uh, it is truly one of the saddest uh, Christian uh, Christmases that we have uh, been witnessing in in, uh, in a long, long, long time. Uh, Bethlehem yesterday was very sad in many ways. Uh, I think there are many factors that uh, affect that, uh, uh, including, of course, the collapse of the tourism sector, uh, in particular after uh, October 7th. Uh, lack of mobility, people could not go to Bethlehem. I myself did not go to Bethlehem uh, yesterday. The, the checkpoints were open for a couple of hours or so. Uh, and of course, uh, the the uh, uh, permit suspension, uh, uh, so people could not uh, basically uh, access their jobs in Israel, uh, let alone the lack of any salaries uh, paid by the, the Palestinian Authority for 180,000 uh, civil servants. So if you look at it from any angle that you wish, uh, not only Gaza and the disastrous uh, war that is taking place there, but also what's happening on the West Bank uh, also is very critical. So all that combined really, I think, uh, uh, made the, the church leaders basically cancel all the celebrations uh, surrounding uh, Christmas, with the exception, of course, of the uh, religious ceremonies, uh, which took place uh, last night at the Church of the Nativity. Right. Okay, let's get the view from Bethlehem now with Riham Jafari. Uh, Riham, every Christmas, uh, there's a huge Christmas tree that's lit up in Bethlehem. This year, that's not happening. The Nativity sculpture in, in Bethlehem uh, has been uh, put together this year instead of that Christmas tree. Tell us about that sculpture and what message uh, it's sending out. Uh, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, yes, uh, Bethlehem is very sad this year. And um, we used in Bethlehem to see the trees are full of visitors and tourists and uh, the towering uh, the Christmas tree are decorated. But uh, this uh, year it has not happened. Uh, it is the Palestinian Christians and the Palestinians Muslims are here in Bethlehem are sad and uh, are um, 
celebrating or not or are witnessing Christmas with pain, with worry, with the story about uh, what it is happening in in Gaza and the West Bank. Many of Palestinian Christians also here in Bethlehem have some close relatives in Gaza and some of them lose of this uh, their relatives uh, in the uh, with the Israeli strikes that target churches and uh, Al-Ahli Hospital in Gaza. And uh, so the Bethlehem cannot celebrate and sending uh, the message to the world uh, that uh, we do not to celebrate. We want the world uh, to 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 support uh, ceasefire, to demand the world leaders to reach a ceasefire, to stop targeting both Muslims and the Christians people in in Gaza and West Bank, and also uh, they also. Uh, Palestinian Christians feel very worried as other Muslims because they cannot communicate with their relatives, their friends in Gaza due to the uh, blackout of communication. And also uh, they suffer from the movement restriction. They cannot go, even the Christians who are living in Bethlehem cannot go to Jerusalem and to other places in Palestine to uh, to uh, meet with their relatives, to gather with their relatives due to the restrictions, due to the stroke, uh, to the closure imposed in different parts of the West Banks. Right. So the message of Palestinians here is to demand the world to uh, to stop this war, to demand ceasefire and to reach peace and to achieve peace and justice for Palestinians. Okay, uh, Frank, as someone uh, from abroad, how do you observe what's going on right now in the occupied territories? And particularly, I mean, every Christmas, one of the most important rituals in Palestine is the procession of the patriarch from Jerusalem taking place on December 24th for Catholics. Now, uh, this is a tradition that's dated back to the Ottoman Empire, and we understand this year the procession will go on, but there won't be any festivities, there won't be any musical bands as there usually are every mm. year. It's more mm. of a silent mm. procession. How significant is that? Well, you can you can see that it is uh, significant because usually these kind of rituals in the Roman Catholic tradition, also in in Bethlehem on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of December, you see that it is like a almost like a religious carnival. There is music, there is singing, there are beautiful decorations all over the city. People are walking processions, or people praying, people singing uh, Christian Christian hymns, and the whole the whole the territory is buzzing with activity, with anticipation. Of the feast of the nativity, but because of the of the horrible conditions now in 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 Gaza, all the celebrations have to be toned down. Of course, not only because there are no tourists and there are no pilgrims to come there, but also it's not a time for for big celebrations. It's not a time to to celebrate life and to celebrate uh, your religious tradition if 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 you are in the middle of a war zone. So, of course. Christmas will continue. Christmas will be celebrated. Has been celebrated also in 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 the Gaza and the churches of Gaza. But uh, of course, it's a time of mourning. It's a time of loss, not a time of happiness. Unfortunately, while Christmas is par excellence, the feast of joy and peace. Right. Uh, Samuel Youssef, Christmas is a national holiday for all Palestinians. It's not just a Christian holiday. And we understand even the Palestinian Authority uh, considers it a national holiday. Muslims traditionally uh, uh, attend the parades as well. Give us a sense of the unity at this time of year between the Palestinian Muslims and the Palestinian Christians in the context of the Gaza war. Uh, certainly. I mean, this is uh, 
historically is considered a national holiday where it is not only, I mean, from a religious point of view, the Christians celebrate, but but also our uh, uh, Muslim uh, brothers and sisters do celebrate uh, with us as well and stand in, in solidarity and unity. Uh, and it, it is not only the Christmas really that, that uh, I think signifies that unity, uh, I think uh, in the Palestinian territories, uh, you know, for, for example, the Latin Patriarchate uh, operates a network of, uh, uh, of uh, schools. Uh, there are 44 schools that uh, are operated by the Latin Patriarchate uh, uh, 12 of them are in Palestine, two of them are in Gaza, uh, and for the most part, really, the uh, the majority in Palestine, at least, uh, uh, of our uh, students uh, are, are uh, non-Christian, they're Muslim students. Uh, and thus, it is the, the tradition, really, that the celebrations really take place uh, of both Christians and Muslims uh, in schools, on the streets. Uh, uh, it's sort of a national festive uh, holiday, and that signifies, really, I think, the the unity. Uh, and uh, that Christian presence that is not only in, in education, it's in healthcare, social services, uh, and it's quite a significant uh, presence. Uh, and uh, and thus that Christian presence, really institutional Christian Christian presence, is not a Christian presence to serve to serve the Christians only or exclusively. Right. Uh, tell us, thus, tell us know, more about, uh, just one more question for you, Sami. Just tell us more about the um, how, look, we understand the Christians in Gaza, while they're small in number, they do have an institutional presence. And you were just mentioning that there are two uh, schools that are run by the Patriarchate there. Um, give us a sense of what is the percentage right now of the Christian community in Gaza and how strong are they institutionally? As far as the number of Christians in Gaza, really, I mean, talking about uh, a little under uh, 1,000 uh, uh, Christians in Gaza, we started before the war at 1,017, uh, and we have lost 25 people, actually, uh, since the beginning of the war, 17 at the uh, St. Porphyrius Church, the Greek Orthodox uh, uh, building collapse, uh, uh, two people uh, in our own uh, uh, parish complex. Uh, and about five or six people uh, due to medic medical uh, neglect. Uh, they, they simply became sick and could not uh, get medical treatment. Uh, and that's when you're talking about 25 people, that's about 2.5% of the Christian population in Gaza that lost their lives as a result and the consequence either directly or indirectly of the war. And that is significant for any population. Uh, however, given that uh, size, the, the Christian presence, uh, really the, the contributions uh, in Gaza and elsewhere, uh, talking about you know, in the Palestinian territories, in, in the Galilee, in, in Jordan as well, the contributions of this the institutional presence, really, in education, healthcare, and social services is an unproportionate contribution uh, from the Christian uh, uh, world, really, to the building of societies at large. Uh, and if we look at Gaza, for example, uh, there are two uh, two schools that belong to the Catholic uh, uh, or to the Latin Patriarchate in particular, but there's also a Rosary Sister School under the banner of the Catholic Church. And there are two other schools, uh, Christian in Nature, a Baptist School, and the Greek Orthodox School, so five schools in total, actually, in Gaza. Right. And the percentage of the Christian population is no more than, uh, I would imagine, 5% combined. So 95% of our students in Gaza really are, are Muslim students, and uh, you know they appreciate the value set that this Catholic Christian education I think brings uh, as part of the educational process. Okay, uh, let's bring in Frank. Let's bring in Frank. Frank, let me ask you this: With the dwindling numbers of Christians 
in Gaza in particular, if we just focus on Gaza for a moment, and obviously, I mean, human rights organizations are saying that Israel is bombing indiscriminately and they're bombing civilians, and that includes uh, all Palestinians in Gaza. But if we specifically look at the Christians now who say they are being targeted there, their, their hospitals are being targeted as well as their churches, do you fear that the Christian community is at risk of extinction because of this war? Well, I think that the presence of, uh, of Christians in the, in the Middle East, uh, per se, is uh, very difficult. There are a couple of uh, countries where Christians can live in relative peace. Uh, at the same time, there are a couple of countries in the Middle East where the Christian presence is already under mass, much pressure. And this, uh, this war that is now raging on in Gaza is of, course, is, of course, very bad news for the population, the already small population of Christians in um, in Gaza, and there are a couple of significant places uh, to be found there connected to the Christian narrative, especially, of course, the the, the Church of the Nativity, and it would be a very uh, very pitiful for all people in Gaza, but especially for the, for the Christians, because we have so 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 little people left there, and it is so historically and theologically relevant to be there. We have been there for so long, because it is the place where Christ is believed to have been born. So it would be it would be a historical tragedy and and an anthropological tragedy if if Christians would cease to exist in in Gaza altogether. Okay, one more for you before I bring in Raham. But do you think that the Christian community? I mean, you speak to us from the Netherlands, from what you see in sort of the in Europe and the Western world. Do you think that the Christian community is speaking out enough when it comes to the attacks against Christians? in Gaza, as well as what we're seeing happen in the occupied West Bank in terms of the strikes and the blockades and and the the effect of apartheid there? Well, I, I think that I think that Christians uh, in modern days have uh, maybe have forgotten uh, how they should um, come up for for their brethren in, in the faith. So, so Christians in the West are not very common to stand up for those who are persecuted in other parts of the world, maybe North Korea or China or in or in the Middle East. So there is in the Netherlands much outcry for all the victims of the conflicts on both sides uh, of the conflict. But there is not so much attention for the position of the Christians in 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 this conflict. It's not considered to be a very newsworthy kind of of item. So there is not not so much attention for. And there should be more. Yeah, and I mean, as we say. Uh... The, the attacks and the strikes in Gaza are, in fact, targeting everybody, and that's according to uh, human rights organizations as well yeah, as many people yeah. that we've spoken to here at Al Jazeera. Uh, Riham, let me bring you in. The deputy mayor of Jerusalem, um, earlier this week, she was giving an interview to media, and she claimed that there are no Christians or churches in Gaza saying that they were driven out by Hamas. When you hear uh, such statements, what does it make you think? And what's your response to that statement? Uh, our response is clear, and I join uh, the, uh, the statement of your uh, guests. Uh, there is uh, uh, more than 1,000 Christians in uh, in Gaza, and many Christians in West Bank. And uh, there are churches, there are schools, there are existence. And uh, I will remind you one of uh, one of the victims who is a musician, Ilham Farah, who was killed in this uh, war by Israeli strikes and uh, 
also she was mourned and she was uh, marked and uh, her uh, achievements and her uh, music and her musical achievement was uh, uh, achieved and highlighted by many Palestinians uh, and uh, to show that Palestinian Christians in Gaza uh, are existing and are contributing to the building of Palestinian society, to the building of Palestinian education. Uh, they are uh, uh, very respected uh, people and community in Gaza, and they have many achievements, and they are being targeted as other uh, parts of population in uh, in Gaza. And also, Riham, for those who Christ might be wondering, just tell us how old is the Christian presence in Gaza? I don't have. They are living there for decades, for 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 hundreds of years. I don't have exact uh, okay. years how 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 long they have been living there. But they are part of Palestinian original history in in Gaza, and they have a, a good legacy and good history and a good achievements in education. And uh, they there are many Palestinian figures who contributed on national and religious and political level to Palestinian uh, history, to Palestinian uh, civilization. I mean, and uh, another, there are many, uh, for example, this Palestinian female musician, Ilham Farah, was one of Palestinian Christian who is known for her legacy, for her music, for her art, for her contribution in Palestinian community in Gaza. So we cannot ignore and uh, and see that they do not exist. They are they exist and they have a good legacy and they have a, an original history there in Gaza. Okay, uh, Sami, religious and aid organizations have been sending coordinates. They say to the UN as well as to Israel. Uh, since uh, the war in Gaza started in October. But at the same time, we've seen Israel continue to conduct operations and continue to strike uh, religious sites as well as hospitals. You'll remember the, the strike on the Al-Ahli Baptist Hospital earlier in the war. What is your reaction to these places being hit in this way? I think one of great sorrow, uh, actually, because uh, indeed we have done what we needed to do from day one of the war. That the coordinates of all the the uh, churches, in particular, but not only churches, all the uh, Catholic and non-Catholic institutions, uh, uh, that the, the coordinates were were provided to all parties, uh, and not only directly to the Israeli authorities, but uh, through the United States, through the Vatican and the Holy See, and through various mediate, mediators as well. So. The coordinators are well known in many ways, and uh, and it's very sad, really, to see that uh, not only Christian institutions, of course, I mean, with, these are our institutions, and and uh, we have to care for them, and, and we have to ensure that you know the, the safety of the people that have taken refuge uh, in our institutions uh, is preserved. But but the coordinates are very well known, I think, uh, all around, and it's very sad, really, to see that uh, you know, in a particular way, not only the the, the Orthodox. Uh, but also the uh, the two women that were killed on the premises of the uh, uh, Holy Family Church inside the church compound. Uh, additionally, I think the strike to the generator and the uh, fuel tank right next to it, which is adjacent to the children's home. Again, uh, 60 uh, handicapped children uh, are, are in residence there. Uh, as part of the so, so let me just ask you this, Sammy, if you don't mind. When when your organization sends coordinates to, you say, the Israelis as well as the UN and even the Americans, what kind of response do you get? 
if you get a response at all? We do get a response, and the response is uh, that they are aware and that is given to the uh, uh, field uh, and, and that uh, every uh, uh, every precaution will be taken uh, not to harm civilians and, and the, uh, these institutions. Uh, but this is war, and war uh, mistakes happen, and misjudgment happens in wars, and this is the, the response that we usually get. Right. Okay. Uh, Frank, just to pick up on a point that you were noting a few moments ago, uh, you were talking about the Christian presence, in fact, in the region and not only in Gaza. The Archbishop Atallah Hanna from the Greek Orthodox Church in Jerusalem, back in 2021, he said that the number of Christians immigrating from the Middle East has reached unprecedented levels, and he called to preserve this important component in the region. In your opinion, what does the disappearance of the Christian element or the dwindling of the Christian element from Palestine mean for the country itself and also for the region? Well, well I think that um, Israel and the, the, the Palestinian is, is one of the places where people from the three Abrahamic faiths can prove that they need one another, that they can live together with one another. So if Christians, Muslims and Jews cannot find a way to live together, especially in, in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem and in Nazareth, the place that is so important for all three uh, monotheistic religions, then, well, then it, it gets a bit hopeless for the rest of the world. So uh, Israel is in the focus point of the international religious attention, always has been and shall for always be uh, that way. And if one of the three would happen to disappear altogether from, from Israel or Palestine, it would mean well, that would suggest that the only way that the three monotheistic religions can work together is just one of them disappears, or maybe even two of them disappears. And that would be such a shame for not only uh, Abrahamic faith, but for, the, for humanity as a whole. We must find a way to work and live together in peace. Riham, can you weigh in on this? In your opinion, what does the the uh, dwindling numbers of this religious group in the region mean for diversity of the region? So this uh, means that uh, that there are uh, many uh, political factors, uh, mainly the occupation and the occupation policies, it, uh, that impact the uh, immigration of uh, uh, religious and non-religious groups. And there are many Palestinian young people, and, uh, uh, including Muslims and the Christians, who uh, search and look for immigration from Palestine and from Gaza and from West Bank due to the limitation, due to the lack of opportunities, due to the political situation. So this means that uh, they are affected of uh, current and continuous blockade imposed in Gaza and in West Bank and the restriction. This means that Palestinian young people, Palestinian families who migrate or leaving Palestine, uh, they, uh, they are not interested in uh, immigration to other countries, but they want to seek another place where they could find uh, better living or better condition to live. Uh, this uh, this is an indication for immigration, different parts of the Palestinian society outside Palestine. Samuel Youssef, will you uh, give us the final word and your final thoughts on this topic? Sure. I, I think uh, the Holy Land uh, will be really a very sad place if the Christian presence uh, disappears. Uh, and I would like to concentrate on the value set, really, 
the the Christian value set really is one of you know forgiveness and coexistence and and respect and love and peace and and this message really that is that filters through the value set that filters through our institutions through the services of our institutions whether in education healthcare or social services that message does not change during time of war so even in time of war that message remains the same and if that message disappears from the scene what is the other message that today we hear on the streets you know one of revenge and one of killing and one of destruction and so on and so forth so you need you honestly need that message that moderating message really to remain as part of the mosaic of the holy land uh, the holy land will be a very very sad place if this uh, christian uh, presence disappears and i hope really that 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 presence really is translated into stronger institutions of the various churches that are providing these services once this war is over the day after i would like to see a stronger christian presence in the holy land rather than a diminished presence Okay, on that note, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us, Sirham Jafari. Thank you, Frank Bozeman. We appreciate your time. And Sami El Youssef, thanks very much. This episode was produced by Mohammed Laishi, David Dean, Laurent Peter, and Gemma Harris. Studio sound was by Deepak Pushkaran. The program was edited by George Joseph, Zaina Badr, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. Tune in on Tuesday for our next edition. Coming up on The Take, we're looking at some of the stories that define 2023. From drones in Ukraine to the rise of chat GPT. That's The Take from Al Jazeera. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.